Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, November 8th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. Not the best, hopefully not the worst, but better. And better is about who you are, where you are in your life. And so that means in order to get the guidance that we think you need, you need to go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air live. Of course, we do uh, email episodes from time to time, so that's not a problem. It's just that when you come on live, we can ask a lot of follow-up questions and it can, I don't know, kind of can get a lot more um, interesting for us and for you, I think. Also, while you're on the website, check out our new, exciting Jill on Money live subscription service. Not so new anymore. We have live webinars, four of them, that if you for the bargain basement price of 35 bucks. Our next webinar is December 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It is with uh, my former protege, Dan Forbes. Dan's the owner of Forbes Financial Planning, big firm in New England, and he'll give you all the dirt on working for me when he was a young lad and now how he is going to help you figure out your year-end tax and financial planning. So check it out. If you want to join us, you'll have to be a subscriber to Jill on Money Live, $35 for beautiful webinars. And of course, bonus content that lives on the website all the time. So you can go check out video chats with Jean Chatsky and Diana Henrique. She's the author of Taming the Street and uh, the Madoff book and all sorts of fun folks who are living behind that paywall. All good stuff. Today, we're going to do some emails and let's start with, let me make sure I can say the name, Bobby. By the way, if you don't want, if you want to be anonymous, just make sure you put that at the top because sometimes I read the whole thing and I realize, uh uh-oh, whoops. (laughs) All right. Bobby says, all through my 50s, I maxed out my pre-tax 401k contributions, including the match. Now that I'm 61 and checking into my eventual social security amounts, it occurred to me that those pre-tax deductions might have been lowering my salary of record 
from which the government calculates the monthly amount of my social security payments in the future. When I Googled the question, here's the question it gave, but is it true? Here's the question. So Googled, it says, quote, pre-tax deductions reduce the salary used to calculate your social security benefit at retirement. The impact on your social security, however, is typically minor. Most of the time, the money you save through pre-tax deductions outweighs the benefit gained by waiving the deduction. So here comes Bobby. OMG, another way in which I screwed myself for retirement. Is this true? Can I just redo middle age? Okay, first, let me start with the last question. You can't just redo middle age. You know, it depends how much money you make, okay? Because if you are already above the Social Security wage base, in a lot of your peak earning years, then it really has kind of zero impact. So what's the social security wage base? Um, That is some level of money that you earn, okay? After which that if you reach that level, you stop having social security tax on, on the amount over the social security wage base. So for example, this year, 2023, the social security wage base is $160,200. And then for next year, it's going to be 168.6. But if you go back in time, which is kind of interesting to consider, it kind of depends. Like if you're in your 60s, go back and you say like, uh, did you screw yourself in the 90s? Well, I don't know. Were you making more than 60 or 70 grand a year? Because if so, then no. And maybe you're making yourself nutty for no reason. The answer is it's true. But in many cases, it has zero bearing, let alone a little bearing. But I would like to know what else you think you've screwed up. I bet you're fine. This is from Wendell. And here is what Wendell has to say. I'm 60. My wife is 55. She is disabled and on social security, meaning she receives social security disability insurance. And Wendell still works. He earns $150,000 a year. Her social security is paying about $13,000 annually. And she has Medicare A and B, though I cover her on my work insurance as well. Okay. We have two children who are married and doing well. Hooray. We owe for nothing. We live in a rural area. I have that word is very hard for me. Mark, I need a better pronounce. Rural. Don't I sound like I'm just kind of like rolling back into my throat? We live in a rural area in the South. We live in a bucolic setting in the South where living expenses are fairly cheap, but we do have a small state income tax. It's less than 5%. Here's the situation. Their home is fully paid for. It's worth 380 grand. They plan to stay in the home. They have three autos. One is brand new, one nearly new, and an older vehicle that's in great shape. So we're good on transportation for a while. Here are the investments. Brokerage account, 193000 Wife's traditional IRA, 271000 Traditional IRA for him, 385000 A small Roth for him. And a big uh, 401k for him, $610,000. Cash in the bank is $14,000. Okay, they have a high tolerance for risk. They have a lot of stock positions. Okay. So they estimate that their combined Social Security will be $43,000 a year. They've got current living expenses at $75,000, but they think they should add an extra $25,000 or so for other stuff. So a hundred grand, they've got 43 coming in. All right. 
Oh, this is a bummer. My job will be ending soon due to the business being sold off in pieces after the owner who is currently 89 passes away. Oh, brother. Okay. I feel like I will be able to find another job. It may be at a lower annual salary, just maybe able to meet our expenses. That's not a bad thing. I hope I'm wrong, but I do not think I will be able to save much more than what I've already saved, which has me somewhat concerned. Huh. Um... I'm just looking at this. Okay. Uh, My job is stressful and I can't keep up the current pace. So maybe it's good to have a less stressful job at some point. I plan to retire at 65 when I qualify for Medicare. We plan to spend mostly cash in the first few years in retirement. So we should be able to buy some supplemental insurance for my wife fairly cheaply. So he wants to know, is the investment allocation too um, aggressive? Your brokerage account, you've got half of it in a treasury fund, the other half in the S&P 500. That seems good. But I think just maybe put some of the traditional IRA funds, maybe in some 10 years and maybe in the 401k, you start to peel off and see if there's some fixed investment that's um, amenable to you. And otherwise, I think you're good. I mean, if you're willing to earn enough money to pay your bills and that actually ends up being a positive for you because you can kind of slow down, I think you can do it. But you're in good shape. And I think that it'll make sense for you to kind of peel back the risk slowly. Here's another market question. This is from Beverly. She is uh, married. She's 69. Her husband's 68. Grown kid. Own home. No mortgage. It's worth 850 grand. No car payments. 273 grand in cash. High yield savings. Monthly income. 4200 a month for between, which is pension and social security for her. Then 1400 a month for him. She doesn't say how much they need to live on, but it sounds like that's probably kind of, that looks about right. It's the same question, really. She's got a bunch of money in stock investments. What should she do? Listen, gang, if you've like pressed the metal on your stock positions, perhaps it is time, considering the bond market has gotten crushed, to roll some of that money out into the bond market. And you don't have to do it all at once. Be careful, of course, trying to do this more in a retirement account than in a taxable account makes more sense. So I I do think that people um, are starting to take a look at the bond market because it has gotten hit so hard, but also because they're a little scared of the stock market, which is good. You should be scared. It's scary. It is truly scary. All right. This is a question about a 401k versus a Roth. And Gary writes, I'm 65 and I will work for at least another year, maybe longer. We currently have our investments managed by a fiduciary with a large organization. I'm pleased with the management. So he he and his wife have saved for retirement. They've got 813 grand IRA, 211 in a Roth, 137 grand in a 401k, 100,000 in a brokerage. Everyone's got a house that's paid off, Mark. Amazing. Small pension, $400 a month. They live comfortably. He earns about 150 grand a year. Question. Should I max out my 401k and ignore the Roth, or should I meet the match of my employer with a 401k and then put the rest in the Roth? He can invest about 25 grand in um, next year. The 401k is doing okay. The options are kind of limited. The nice thing is that it is convenient. I don't need to do anything. The funds get invested and managed. I currently have my advisor managing my retirement investments at a risk level of about six on a scale of 10. I would just put it up to the mat. If it's just easy, do it. You know what? Really, who cares? If it's for one more year, we're talking about literally one more year. 
Um, but if you don't mind the bother of it, then put it up to the match and then put money into a Roth and uh, put money into the brokerage and spread it out. Mark, this is a nice shout out to you. Gary says, I enjoy your radio show when I catch it. I especially like your Friday emails. That's for you, Mark, because you do a great job. Uh, okay, well, one more. David writes, I wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your show. I think you do an excellent job and it's clear you care about the people who call in. It's especially nice you're not selling advisory services and the point of the show is to just help people. Jill has said things I've been thinking, but most advisors won't say, and it's nice to have an unbiased view. I just want to let you know you are appreciated, even if I don't call in. Hmm. That's so nice. That makes me feel good. Talk about someone lifting me up. That feels so good. Thank you so much, David. Yeah, I mean, we hawk ourselves a little bit, you know, join the join us in the community and spend 35 bucks to be Jill on Money Live, but we do not have financial services that we are selling. And listen, I'm a fan of financial services. I come from the industry. I get it. And a lot of people need help. And if you want to know whether or not you're one of those people or you want to run your situation by us, of course, we're um, willing to weigh in. But there is no there is no issue here. It's not like I'm anti do, hiring someone to do it. I just think many times you guys are doing a great job also. And you just need another set of eyes and ears to give you the confidence to keep doing it. Okay, so that's that's all I have to say. So, David, thank you so much for your note. Thank you all for listening. This is the show that is built on our relationship with you and building this community. And I think it's very important to me and Mark that we uh, hear you and that you never feel like you are judged. We might joke with you. We might kid you. We might rib you a little bit. But uh, it's all in good fun. It's all in jest and never um, ill-intended. Always for the greater good. And have a little fun with it. Have a sense of humor, okay? So, very good. JillOnMoney.com is our website. Everything lives there. Leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast and do something nice for someone else today, just like David did for us. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.